There's a lot of herbal supplement companies out there and the vast majority of them, I honestly, I haven't even met one that sources in the same way that we do. There's some tea companies that do, but not like what we're doing. And what's interesting is most don't believe it's scalable, what we're doing, but it really is. And I'm kind of viewing what I'm doing and maybe my purpose is to prove that this is scalable. It is scalable to work with the earth in this way. You're listening to Herb Mentor Radio by Learning Herbs. I'm John Gallagher. And I'm Tara Ruth. Today, we're chatting with Nadine Joseph. You know, Nadine used to work as a chronically stressed neuroscience researcher, but when she was faced with intense burnout, she turned to herbs, and then she eventually founded Peak and Valley, an herbal products business that sells ethically sourced adaptogen blends for skin, brain, and stress support. You can find her incredible products on peakandvalley.co and on Instagram at peakandvalleyco. Nadine, thank you so much yes, for joining welcome. us. Hello, thank you for having me. So good to have you here. <laughs> so <laughs> Nadine, have you heard about the chat GPT thing, you know, everyone's using now and playing around with? It's probably going to, you know, take over the internet before it <laughs> takes over, it turns into robots and takes over the world. <laughs> I sure those, have. Right? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I was thinking, you know, as, of course, as an herbalist, you're probably typing in like, what are the uses or medicinal uses of ashwagandha or, you know, some other plant that you might be looking up? And, you know, sometimes I found that it wasn't um, all that accurate. But then I started like, well, why don't I write some haiku about herbs, you know? So I think Mm. it's totally great for writing haiku versus Mm. researching. But anyway, Tara, Tara, you know, we were both talking about this and you have, you've prepared a haiku for us, right, Tara? Specifically for Nadine and her adaptogenic work. (laughs) Yes. I should say the robot has prepared a haiku for us about ashwagandha and mushrooms, Mm. which feature a lot in Peak and Valley products. So are y'all ready for this haiku? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm I'm so ready. (laughs) Amazing. Just let it wash over you. Ashwagandha roots. Mushrooms in an herbal blend, nature's gift to us. Yes, Mm. that was a beautiful haiku that the robot made for us. (laughs) That's beautiful, Mm -hmm. robot. (laughs) Nature's gift. Absolutely. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Uh Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, Nadine, I'm so excited to talk to you. I I first reached out to you after hearing an interview with you where you were talking about your journey as an herbalist entrepreneur, which I think for some people can feel almost like an oxymoron. Like, how do I do this Mm. thing that I love as an herbalist and then also, you know, be a business person and entrepreneur? And I'm always excited when I see people who are really, you know, bringing these, these two parts of themselves together with a lot of passion and beautiful ethics that they're weaving into, you know, this this business world. And I really see you doing that. And so I really want, you know, to talk to you and hear your perspective, because I think a lot of our listeners who are interested in starting their own herbal products business would be excited to hear your perspective with as someone who has national distribution in the vitamin shop and also some distribution in Whole Foods. 
and who, while achieving all the six, all of this success, also does a lot of direct sourcing with your herbs to ensure the highest quality for your customers, and then also fair compensation and labor practices for the farmers you partner with. So with all of this in mind, I just wanted to hear, why did you start Peak and Valley? And what sparked your interest in being an herbalist entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a rocky road. (laughs) I started off in the world of neuroscience research. I was studying at UCSF and UC Berkeley and was studying plasticity and spinal cord injuries at one lab and stress and how it affects our learning and memory ability at another lab. And it was a really hectic time for me. I was working like, oh my gosh, like just crazy, like 14 to 16 hour days, especially with that like Mm. Bay Area commute. Oh Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And like I just started feeling the effects of it over time of the just adrenal fatigue. I had just anxiety, trouble sleeping, just constant fatigue and wanted to find something that could help me that wasn't really pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. So kind of delved into PubMed, um, Mm. the, the database of scientific research and wanted to see if I could find something that was herbal in nature that was at the intersection of traditional medicine as well as what science has to say works. And I found out about this rich history of adaptogens in Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine. And yeah, kind of that was really what sparked it. I wanted to find something that worked for me and found out about these herbs and started using it. And it was just crazy how I noticed such a difference. Wow. I think the the really kind of terrible thing about adrenal fatigue is that even after you get back on schedule, like a normal sleeping schedule and kind of your life cools down a bit, you still have those symptoms. And this really helped I started incorporating reishi and ashwagandha and a few other mushrooms and it really helped. And yeah, that was, I kind of saw how impactful it was and really wanted to find a way to share it with the world. And I just jumped feet first into being an herbal entrepreneur. Well, when, when you started the, the journey of, of just, Hey, you know, I'm starting, I'm an entrepreneur now doing this. Like, how did you like, What's the story of like the early days of how you got that business running and then, you know, eventually <laughs> scaling up to national distribution? I think, I think a lot of people, you know, like you probably, well, you know, Tari, you may have had this experience too. But for me, when I first started learning, like I, I found myself with all these tinctures and body products and stuff and something crosses your mind is like, you know, especially if your, your first friend tells you, you should sell these <laughs> and then you go <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you're like, how, how do I do that? And, um, but you actually went and did it. So I, I'm curious about that journey. Yeah, it was definitely not a straightforward journey. I started off just making everything in my kitchen. So blending all of the extracts and powders in at home and selling them to friends, family members. I had a little online store that I would sell from. I got a few orders. And I was mostly sourcing from wholesalers 
online at that point. I mean, I was still very small and hadn't really thought about where the herbs were coming from yet. But I had a a fairly, I don't know, conscious, I guess, childhood. (laughs) My Mm -hmm. mom was a bit of a hippie. And Mm -hmm. so I was was kind of raised to, to, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Yes, three cheers for the hippie moms out there. (laughs) And yeah, she kind of raised me to, to really question where these things come from and whether or not what you do in this world is in alignment with the earth. And I found that I couldn't really even answer that question with how I was sourcing right then and there. And because a lot of these wholesalers, they themselves don't really know where it comes from. So as I grew a little bit bigger, I really wanted to start sourcing directly from small scale farmers all across the world. And first started off by just Googling online, you know, Rose Hips Cooperative. (laughs) I found one in South Africa also found a, a cacao cooperative in Dominican Republic. And oh, so wow. started working with those that had an established website, which were usually farmers cooperatives and collectives. But a lot of the herbs that I was interested in didn't have that. So I had to, at some point, start going out and visiting farmers, which was a whole journey in and of itself. But in terms of how I kind of scaled up the company from there, I mean, there's kind of like two journeys here, the sourcing journey and then like the growing the company journey. (laughs) And in terms of sourcing, it was definitely, I just realized I had to get out there from advice from some of my friends who are also in like they're. I have a few friends who source Shea or Shea Butter directly. And they had given me advice to just, you know, go out and go to the country and just start asking people how you can get access to these herbs, which I thought was crazy because I'm very... Did you just like, (laughs) yeah, like, are you that kind of like, you know, you just go out and make a a plane ticket and find your way all the way out? Yeah. like (laughs) I I am not that kind of person. I thought she was insane. Um, Yeah. Because I also am not the kind of person who I'm not super risky <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like having an itinerary. And so, yeah, I, I, for, for instance, for my India sourcing trip, I got in touch with the ashwagandha researcher and she put me in touch with a few farmers that she knew. And then those farmers put me in touch with other farmers wow. or, you know, I also traveled to visit a food forest run by a gentleman who was like right outside of Delhi. And he guided me throughout the (laughs) ashwagandha and uh, amla berry landscape in India and introduced me to a lot of his farmer friends. So it really was like that to where I had to, I had a few people that I contacted online and was just like, Hey, can I meet you in person? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they put me in touch with others. I mean, and that was the only way to do it because a lot of the farmers that I work with, they, you know, they don't have a website or any way to, they're usually just kind of selling to their local markets. Yeah. So it was, it's definitely an interesting journey. <laughs> Can you like tell us about like one of the, like the farmers or about their family or 
something amazing, you know, like I, I'm just like, wow, like I can imagine a book where you go on adventures and each chapter is a, is an herb and you tell <laughs> the story about how that comes to us, you know? Yeah. So one of the farms that I source from is located in the Madhya Pradesh region of India and was introduced to me by the, the ashwagandha researcher I was telling you about, who really was just a godsend for me when I was in India and really believed in what I was doing. And it, the farm is a five-acre farm that is, you know, they only grow organically and it's owned by the Sean family. And they've been growing there for, I mean, like five generations. I mean, I, I went on the farm and kind of visited both Sean and his father and, you know, this was just a completely new way of kind of selling their crops with that. And it was just kind of, they were just so honored that I had made the trip out because they, you know, it's very unusual to have a herbal company come out and mm-hmm. the actual person who owns the company come out and visit and tell them that this is important to me. So they had been selling their ashwagandha and they actually have a multi-crop farm. So they have ashwagandha. They have actually a quarter of an acre of poppies, which interestingly in India, that's like the max that you can grow. And just so many other crops, some chamomile and shatavari, just many different things. And I was mostly interested in their ashwagandha and chamomile. And yeah, I mean, I've been working with them now for around two years and it's been interesting because they had kind of really transitioned into going the conventional farming route, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. away from regenerative practices, started using pesticides on first and started their peppers. And by me coming in there and saying, hey, it's really important to for my company and I understand why you're transitioning to more conventional you know you get a higher crop yield but I'll pay you 20% more if you just transition back and start cover cropping again and mm. if you know those peppers that you're growing maybe just replace that with ashwagandha so it's just like you're able it's just a it's a collaboration you know and most of the time when I'm I'm speaking with these farmers, it's, we all know like they're transitioning into more conventional means because they want to feed their families. And yeah, to be honest, just food forestry and regenerative agriculture is a, not the most efficient way of growing. And so being able to go in there, source directly, and because I source directly, I'm able to pay more is really I think the mm. model that I'm going to stick with as we grow. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, this blows me away. I, I just like, I love stories like this. This is what we need to do. Like, this is so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny because I had no experience in this industry and no one does it like this in the herbal supplement industry. There's a lot of obstacles to doing it like this. But I think it was because I came in with so, so little experience <laughs> that mm. I was able to, to kind of develop this way of working. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so beautiful to come in with this beginner's mind and, you know, with that and with that humility to not come up against the like, oh, well, it's always done this way because you might not even know how it's always done. <laughs> so mm-hmm. to give yourself that 
that freedom to, to follow your own path with direct sourcing is really beautiful. And it makes me think about too, a lot of times on this podcast, we've talked about really, you know, building direct relationships with plants and how so much of the medicine of working with plants is that relationship with the plants. And I love how you're really bringing in the medicine of the people who are growing the plants and building relationships and really being in right relationship with the people who are who are bringing so much of their energy towards growing these beautiful plants. And I'm just really grateful for, for this work that you're doing of being in, in deep integrity with the plants and the people who are all coming together to make these beautiful blends that you offer. Thank you. I mean, it's it's something that I never thought I would get into. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had asked me 10 years ago, if I would have owned an herbal supplement company that does direct sourcing, I would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, I feel like once you kind of get into life and have like a guiding internal, I don't know, like ethics, Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of wild what you get into, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you feature like the stories of the farmers and these journeys, like on your site or your emails? We're talking about entrepreneurship here. So people might be interested in that. So that's something that like we like to do. And I'm wondering if you do that or thought of that. Yeah. So I share via Instagram. We mention it on our website and our blog. You know what I would really love to do? And there's another female entrepreneur, the owner of Diaspora, who does this really well. She, They're yeah, amazing. She directly, oh my gosh, yes. And they do complete farmer profiles and videos of the harvest. And I'd love to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a bootstrapped entrepreneur. And most of the stuff that you see on the website has been done by me. Yeah, in Instagram, and so it's it's definitely it's hard to do everything. It's hard to do everything. Yeah, have you found that like other herbalists, like say you develop a relationship with a farmer, and it would help them to have more customers and that? Have you been able to lead other herbalists or companies to those same parts of the supply chain? Like I don't know how it works. No, I actually really have thought about opening up wholesale of our Mm. ingredients just Mm. because we'll order like you know 500 kilos or a few tons and then the herbalist will know where it comes from who it comes from they'll also be able to share that story with um, their audiences as well because Mm -hmm. I, I kind of look at the wholesale landscape and I think it's just broken I mean there's no no transparency in a lot of the ingredients and Mm -hmm. I'd really love to do that but honestly right now I haven't really connected any other I don't actually have too many other herbal product friends (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so maybe once I I that part of my network I can connect them with more farmers but that's a really great idea you know hearing you talk about all of this and the ins and outs of running Pecan Valley and doing direct sourcing, just, it's making me think about, I mean, how much work this is. And I'm curious, Uh, you're saying, you know, you got into this business after recovering from a lot of burnout. And I'm wondering how you, as an herbalist working with these adaptogens, like what kind of herbal strategies do you utilize now to avoid 
adrenal fatigue and burnout? How do you really tend to yourself with the herbs on this herbal path? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my non-negotiable is our balance, my stress blend. And mm. that has ashwagandha, reishi mushroom, eleuthero root. I mean, I, I take that one every single day. Mm-hmm. And those are especially eleuthero known to help with fatigue resistance, ashwagandha, obviously for stress, reishi for immune support. And I mean, I think that's part of what's been helping me kind of power through this. Mm-hmm. But herbs are only a part of the equation. Obviously, with any when you're putting your body under any amount of stress, it's a holistic point of view that you'll have to have in order to manage that stress. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, what's also been super important was having I've developed like a self care routine that I have been you know kind of refining over the years. That's been instrumental in helping me last this long. I've been, I've had this company for four years, and for mm-hmm. the most part, it's been a solo operation, which right. is kind of crazy. No, um, I, I, I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what's important for me to do on the daily is I wake up early. I have an hour of time for myself do a short meditation, go running, do some Pilates, have my mm-hmm. morning adaptogenic tonic with, and some matcha. I don't, you know, that's kind of been the, the routine that's helped me. I always kind of look at some of my other fellow entrepreneurs that have children and I can't imagine how when I decide to have children, <laughs> how my yeah. uh, routine will change, but uh, oh, we'll it'll see. change. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. just to let you know that Kimberly and I started this honorable business learning herbs because of the kids. It was built into our lives. So you just hmm. adapt and change. It's an adaptogen. But <laughs> I love looking at your site. If anybody didn't catch it before, peakandvalley.co.com.co. And um, looking at restore my sleep, balance my stress, nur- nurture my skin, nourish my brain. These, these sound like these, yeah, these may be all formulas that you probably originally came up with for yourself because I, I've done that too, where it's like, I make this for myself and I'm like, okay, I know this works and now I can share it with people. If you found that kind of where these, these, uh, blends and they're powders, right. And come from. Yeah. So all of them are powders. We're actually in the middle of rolling out capsule versions of all of these. They'll be available in CVS and Kroger. Which I'm really Whoa. excited about. I haven't even I haven't even announced this on our Instagram yet. So Whoa. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Congratulations. How are you doing this all? <laughs> I know. It's um it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna be three thousand stores, which I can't even believe, and I'm very excited. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, huge. they're all powders and capsules. Yeah, you're gonna need some help. Yeah, I mean, the thing, yeah, really. I I really do. I But the thing is, is that I, again, I'm bootstrapped. And yeah, yeah, managing cash yeah. flow, especially when you increase distribution so sharply, is very challenging. Yeah. How's that work? It's like I have like this, this you know, amazing product. And then you approach a, a, a CVS or that type of store. And it's like, how do you even get in the door? I mean, just call them and then do you, do you send them the, you know, do they try it themselves? Like, how does this, 
explain how this works. I'm, I'm so amazed by this. Yeah, of course. So there's a few different ways of getting in touch with retailers. I've been really fortunate in that most of the retailers that we're in right now have actually reached out to us first. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a buyer wow. that already uses our product and or has seen our Instagram and is super impressed. And so they'll reach out saying, hey, we would like you to be you know, on shelf in this many doors. Um, but I highly recommend using RangeMe for other herbal product entrepreneurs. That's also been a really good resource to getting in touch with buyers. Hmm. Then you usually would arrange me, R A N G E. Mm. No, just just range me. <laughs> it's <laughs> an odd name, an odd name. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a it's a wholesale platform that's kind of just dedicated to getting brands in touch with buyers. Then the next step is to formally pitch your product to the buyer during a category review. And during that conversation, you'll talk about whether or not the buyer wants your product, how many stores you want to be in, what you can do in terms of funding, et cetera. Yeah. And then you kind of go through the onboarding process. Each retailer has a different onboarding process. I think the most challenging one I've ever been through is CVS. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. It took me like a year of onboarding. But yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the rough outline. And. I love I love there's something a theme I'm seeing here like in bridges like you're you're bridging you know on one hand like these these farmers and they're using healthier farming techniques and in herbs that would never be grown and be you know available to us to us you're doing that but then you're also taking these amazing herbs and this way of life and you're bridging that to CVS and so do you do you exactly. just kind of find that that's what you do, <laughs> you know, you do often in your life? <laughs> I, like I guess so. I've never heard anyone break it down like that. I think for me, what I'm kind of finding as a theme, there's a lot of herbal supplement companies out there mm-hmm. and the vast majority of them. I honestly, I haven't even met one that sources in the same way that we do. There's some tea companies that do, but not like what we're doing. And what's interesting is most don't believe it's scalable, what we're doing, but Mm. it really is. And I'm kind of viewing what I'm doing and maybe my purpose is to prove that this is scalable. It is scalable to work with the earth in this way. And yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, (laughs) the theme here. Okay, so Tara, um, while while Nadine like was talking, I you know the the AI came out with a with another with another haiku. Oh my um, god! Now she she can't hear us right now, so um, we're just like you know off in the side over here, and I gotta I gotta share this with with you. I can't so, wait. Okay, okay. Nadine tends with care. Peak and Valley herbs thrive now. Healing blooms abound. Wow, healing yeah, blooms yeah. abound indeed. I am just loving this conversation. I mean, the fact that I don't know if I've ever met a herbal entrepreneur that's just like, yeah, I'm going to go to other countries and, you know, source, you know, she's not just sourcing these herbs. I mean, she's changing the way things are done out there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that is what's so inspiring, like making change. And that, that that's, just, oh, I love it. Um, so, you know, Nadine's also talking about 
like adaptogens and ashwagandha and all. And, and um, so we have a site called Herb Mentor, everyone, if you haven't heard of it. And uh, we have courses on there and herbal monographs, which are like plant profiles and the community to ask questions and all. But Tara, I was wondering if you could tell folks about a couple of courses that may be of interest related to what Nadine's talking about. Absolutely. So one of the first ones that comes to mind is called Relax, which is aptly named because Relax is a course that's all about natural solutions for stress, anxiety, and inflammation, and really gets to root causes of these stress and anxiety-related conditions. And it just offers a really beautiful, not only guidance, but it feels like you know, when we're experiencing stress and anxiety, mm. it can be really challenging. And it's so nice to have really kind, compassionate support and a guide along the way. And KP is such a wonderful guide as he breaks down how inflammation interacts with the nervous system and mm -hmm. really can exacerbate some of these conditions and offers some really helpful strategies and just herbal allies that we can work with on our journey, on our wellness journey. So I'm really grateful for that course as someone who can definitely tend towards stress and anxiety. And <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm yes. laughing with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And another course that I'm really grateful for is Thomas Easley's Radical Herbal. I had the pleasure of getting to edit the audio for this course. So I really got mm -hmm. to know every episode and one of my favorite episodes was all about the nervous system and he just presented it in such like I just never thought of the nervous system this way and it totally blew my mind and really changes how I work with herbs and one of the greatest things about this course is that he not only tells us all about each body system but he also gives us herbal allies to work with to support each body system, like the nervous system. So those are two of my favorite classes on Herb Mentor. Hmm. And I couldn't help but think about them as mm -hmm. Nadine is yeah, talking yeah, all yeah. about adaptogens. And if you want to learn more about ashwagandha, you can go to the plant profiles, the herb monographs there and, and, and read more about. They're all scientifically researched and you, information you can trust, which Nadine really appreciates because she is a neuroscientist and loves research. And, mm -hmm. and, and so, um, yeah, you only got to do is if you're interested in Herb Mentor, it's gonna, you're listening to Herb Mentor Radio, right? So you can go to HerbMentorRadio.com and, you know, to make it convenient for you, we put some little buttons there to, you want to make it easy to subscribe free to our podcast, so this one you're listening to. But also, we, for listeners, we like to put a special offer for Herb Mentor, which can save you a lot per month. So for way less than one of these video uh, streaming services, which is only about entertainment, you can have like the Netflix for Herbs and have that part of your life. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, and you know what, you know what, Tar? What? I wrote, I wrote another, uh, oh, sorry, AI wrote, wrote us another haiku. I'm, I'm very emotionally available to hear I it. Mean, Please the AI share. does more than, <laughs> the AI does more than haiku writing, but it's, it's, it's short, you know? Yes. Which is always why it was my favorite kind of poetry to write in grade school. <laughs> uh -huh. So her mentor awaits nature's wisdom to unfold healing through the plants that is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get That's back to great. Nadine <laughs> was there a moment you know because there are so many people you're saying who don't do it this way who don't believe that it is scalable was there a moment when you were like 
I, I don't know if this is scalable either. And you proved yourself wrong. How did, you know, at what point did you kind of get to this level where you're like, I do know that this is scalable and I can prove that this can work and we can be in right relationship with the earth and farmers as we increase production? I mean, I think it's, I am still a pretty small company. And so mm-hmm. I haven't exactly proved that it is, you know, scalable to like the big guys out there. But I think one I mean, there's been many moments that I've doubted it, to be honest. When you have a farmer who has a poor yield one year, but you were really relying on those that amount. Right. Or when things get, I mean, just there's always something stuck <laughs> at a port somewhere. Gosh, I bet wow. especially um, with COVID and yeah, yeah. delays oh and everything. It wasn't a fun year. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's still a work in progress, but I I think I'm starting to see kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel and really have developed kind of just a standard operating procedure of how we can do mm-hmm. this and how I can repeat it with other herbs. So still learning is like my answer. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Wow. With all of this experience that you've gathered, I'm curious, do you have any advice for maybe the home herbalist who's just starting to get an inkling that they might want to create an herbal products business of like, yeah, you know, maybe what you wish you'd known at the beginning of this process or just any little nuggets of wisdom you could offer to people who are in the beginning stages. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think the first thing is to kind of stand in your integrity Mm -hmm. and really use that as a guiding guiding principle of your business because other people will be able to recognize that. And that's why people want people want to work with you because of your integrity. And so that's one thing. Second is to be very clear with yourself about your goal with the company, if you will start one. I mean, do you how big do you want to grow? How do you want to grow? Mm-hmm. These are things that and really talk with others that have gotten to that end point. Reach out via LinkedIn. People are always, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've cold messaged oh. someone on LinkedIn, just asking mm. for advice or how they got to where they were. People are always willing to tell you. And so get clear on what it is you want to do and how far you want to go. And then ask others how they got there. And then what else can I say? If you want to follow a similar path to me in, you know, by scaling in retail as a CPG business, I highly recommend reading the book Ramp Your Brand by Dr. Richardson. I, it was something I really rec- like wish I had read right when I first started wow. because it would have informed a lot of my strategy in mm. retail, especially. Yeah, there's so many I could go on and on, but those are like my main. You can if you want. Uh, three things. Yeah, I'm like I'm taking <laughs> yeah. notes over here. I'm like, this is such good information. <laughs> did you did you start at a farmers market like when you got your first blend together, or no, did you actually, go right into a so store like a local store? I started just online and selling to my friends and family. And when honestly, I just couldn't figure out online, <laughs> it wasn't working for me. So I would like walk into random stores in Seattle and just be like, Hey, are you interested in selling our product? Oh, I would wow. love to do a demo in this store for you to support the sales and got my first set of 
kind of local business accounts, then yeah, that's kind of great. That seems like the best way to do it. That's great. That's yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm. That's just so beautiful. I feel like hearing you talk about you know the it takes a lot of courage just to walk into the store and be yeah. like, I know that this is a great product, and like, let's do it. And you also doing that on your direct sourcing journey, like, okay, and I'm gonna going go to here, different countries, I'm gonna yeah. figure it out. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna meet people. I'm just. I mean, you're determined. <laughs> yeah, you're determined. And and did you get? Is that something that you think, like, um, you know, you mentioned your mom earlier, like, or maybe, you know, your other people in your family, like, did you get like that sense of determination or like, tell us a little bit about that, like where, where this all came, where, where it all came from, really? Yeah. And I have to say, I'm an extreme introvert. So this was very challenging. <laughs> so yeah, for my mom, I really got an appreciation of the earth. I grew up kind of foraging and making my own, you know, shampoo and conditioner and hair oils just with her and gardening oh my gosh it was just such a rich childhood Mm. but I think from my dad he really nurtured within me a level of like grit and determination and he immigrated here from Haiti when he was really young and built himself up to be successful here just from scratch. And all of his siblings did the same thing. And so I kind of grew up with them as role models. And it, I don't know, it kind of taught me that as long as you keep on going, (laughs) Mm -hmm. eventually you'll succeed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like that, that monkey with the typewriter, what it is like metaphor, like Mm -hmm. eventually you give a monkey a typewriter, eventually they'll come out with a Shakespeare, like it's going to (laughs) happen. So yeah, I just, I I looked to my dad, my grandma, my grandma came here with five kids as a single mom with Mm -hmm. just no money. And she started a assisted living facility in, in Florida where I'm from. And it just, I have so much respect for her and for my family and how they've been able to just build themselves from nothing. And I think that's kind of where I got it from. It's, it's really nice being able to, to see someone in the, just, just to see someone go through such hardship and come out of it at the other end. It's inspiring. Mm. And every time I find myself at a low point, I think of my grandma and my dad and how they were able to to get to where they are today. And it, it helps me get through. Mm. It's hard to know what to say next after <laughs> that. That was beautiful. Mm. And they, I can just, yeah, it sounds like you come from a family of of entrepreneurs. And now here you are bringing that same grit into the really sacred work that you're doing and being an in integrity every step of the way. It's really, it's really beautiful to see and to see someone be in this process of scaling up while, you know, holding true to their values. It's inspiring and makes me excited to think about the yeah. the path that you're carving out and proving to people that they can also hold this level of integrity in their work as well. And a neuroscience researcher learning about adaptogens and then taking them out in the world and, you know, having them in the largest pharmacies. I mean, have you, have you, are you, um, has this like mm, inspired you to do more 
like scientific research and studies or would you like to at some point to kind of like, you know, put together what you know to be true from your own experience and scientific studies? Or are there tons of scientific studies already that, that, that are out there about these particular you know, herbs? There are a lot of herbs that could definitely use more substantiation scientifically. Um, and honestly, I really, really enjoyed life as a researcher. Mm -hmm. And if there was a point where I, you know, if I wasn't doing this company, I would definitely go back into research because it, it was such a, I really liked the idea of kind of contributing to this vast array of knowledge, like a, a database and letting that be something that could lead to therapies or just public education. I really like that. And so if I wasn't doing this, I'd definitely go back into doing that. But in terms of, I think you also asked about whether or not we would ever do clinical trials. Mm -hmm. That's definitely on the books in the future. And it's very important to me to have our blend substantiated with cl clinical trials. It's very expensive, especially when yes. you want to do it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, so it's going to be maybe a few years from now, but it'll happen. <laughs> And when you get all that together, you're going to be on Shark Tank the next season. <laughs> you know, I've applied to Shark Tank and they have rejected me great. twice. So if, if oh. any of the sharks are listening, get me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, I know Mark Cuban's going to ask you about the, um, about the studies and stuff. So when you have those in your hand, it'll be like, done. And he'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, hearing you talk about uh, potentially doing more studies and also just how you've mentioned the herb ashwagandha a few times. I'm just curious, could you talk more about this plant and its gifts and why ashwagandha is a plant that you like to work with and include in your blends? Yes, I love ashwagandha. <laughs> Absolutely love it. I mean, it was the first adaptogen that I started using other than reishi mushroom. And it's just it hits so many, just so many support systems. And first kind of getting into its history, it's an Ayurvedic herb. It's also kind of known as Indian ginseng, and yeah, it yeah. helps relax an anxious mind, reduce stress, build up your body's uh, tolerance to stress. And it does all of this without inducing a sense of fatigue. It's got a few active components that really help with certain benefits, like it has alkaloids, steroid lactones with analoids, and each of them have like different mechanisms of action, which affect the body in different ways. I actually use this in three of our blends, the restore my sleep, nourish my brain and balance my stress, because it, it helps with all three <laughs> modalities there's been a lot of evidence to show that it does help with improving sleep. There's been multiple double-blind placebo-controlled studies that kind of show the same correlations that it can help with, that it can help with sleep efficiency, increasing total sleep time, you know, reducing like sleep onset latency. So just so many things. And I include it in our Balance My Stress blend because the with analoids within the ashwagandha 
are known to help balance out cortisol levels. So if they're too high, it'll reduce. Too low, it'll increase. And then also it's included in our Nourish My Brain blend for that stress Uh help as well. So, I mean, it's just such an amazing herb. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And, it's been a huge part uh, of my my journey too. I mean, I love it. Yeah. What? How long have you been using it? Well, when I had some, you know, a lot of nervous system and stress issues and stuff a few years back, I learned about ashwagandha, and um, I saw this integrative medicine doctor who was giving me all these different supplements, like pill bottle after pill bottle. You know, to the point where it's like I don't even think they. Sometimes doctors don't even realize how many pills they're you know prescribing mm-hmm. you, especially when it comes to like supplements and things like that. So I was like, well, what can I blend? You know, so I took ashwagandha, and for me particularly, it was for my nerves. So I heard about lion's mane. I heard about what else is in there, but the, like maca and, and all. So what I did is I used those powders, but I also put in roasted dandelion root powder and cacao you know, for the flavor, uh, mm-hmm. because so sometimes I'll make gross tasting decoctions taste good by turning it into a chai type blend. So I was like, well, I can make a mocha type blend and, um, put all these together, these powders together. And then I mix it with a little milk, but you can use any kind of, if you don't have to do that. Oh, and you know, and a banana, I make a smoothie out of it basically. And it's really delicious. Mm-hmm. And, um, in Kimberly's book, my wife, who wrote the book Aphrodisiac, she, there's a recipe in there called the Ashwa Maka Mocha Shake. And the recipe, if anyone's listening and has her book, can find it there because it has maca in it as well. So um, that way, I wanted something where I, was, I wasn't taking a bunch of pills and I would, would look forward to taking it every day because I, I, there's some mentors that I have, like say like KP Khalsa. Big, big on ashwagandha, big on turmeric, but he's totally cool with just like putting, you know, eight tablespoons in some water and slurping it back. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do that, you know? I'm with you, so, so, so I, I had to make something that tastes good. And then, so my version doesn't have the maca, but I made one with maca for Kimberly and she swears by it as she's going through menopause with hot flashes that if she doesn't take that blend for a day, she literally gets hot flashes. Like, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's incredible, ashwagandha. So I, it's yeah. in my everyday routine, except when I'm traveling like I am now, but at home every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can definitely feel you with um, also seeing a naturopathic physician that prescribes you like 20 pills. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like, are these working? And like, do uh, I don't know. It's just like, what's it all doing in my stomach? I love too that you're doing powders. I The first time I had ashwagandha, it was in a tincture and that was great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, there's something about it. I felt a little distant from the plant and I've now started working with it as a powder in teas. And it just, something about getting to scoop the powder and put it in my tea and have this whole ritual with it. I just feel like I have more of a relationship with the plant Mm, and I can actually mm. taste it. And it feels like it works better too, you know, when I'm in that ritual and being really intentional with it. I think that's, that's important. The ritual part is important. And that's why I started off with powders because for me, just the act of sitting down you know, taking a moment to just drink my, you know, cocoa cardamom latte or whatever it is mm-hmm. I mixed up for the day was also relaxing. 
outside of the benefits that you receive from the plants and fungi. And so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because I held off in developing capsules for so long because I really mm. like the ritual aspect, but a lot of people just like to knock back some capsules. So totally <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah. There's, it's great for that level of accessibility too. Mm-hmm. I, I just never think it's enough. The capsules and some with some herbs, some herbs is a couple of capsules is fine, but for adaptogens, sometimes it just feels like you need more than, you know, rather take a, like put it in a blend, like you're saying, Nadine, and then, then knock back eight ashwagandha capsules or whatever the equivalent would be for a, an amount that's going to help. Yeah. So that was one big challenge that I had when developing the capsules was I had to figure out how to create the equivalent of the powder within our serving sizes, three capsules. So mm-hmm. I had to experiment with different extracts and mm. making sure that we had standardized you know, tests, for example, for the with analoids of the ashwagandha. So it was it was definitely a challenge. But I, I will say, like, for the most part, when you're buying capsules, it, you are receiving less mm-hmm. than the yeah. than you would with the uh, powders, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess another thing I just wanted to say about ritual, too, is that I the other day I was walking down this street in Oakland and I walked by this boutique that was closed, but in the window, they were selling mostly jewelry and things like that. But in the window, they had one herbal product and it was yours and it was the Nourish My Brain blend. And I just oh. I saw it through the window and I was wow. like, oh my God, like I've never seen this before. I'm going to interview Nadine this week. And just seeing the product, it was so inviting and warm just even how you did the design and I was like oh my gosh I want that I want to be in ritual with with this herb blend here and so just another level of care and attention to detail that you've brought to this this whole business was just the beautiful packaging I was like oh my gosh that is so inviting so (laughs) thank you that means so much to me I actually designed the packaging myself yes A branding and design agency was not in budget. <laughs> wow. wow. That's amazing. I, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a long had to learn like Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator. It was it was an interesting time. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Wow. Pat. That is so impressive. I wow, didn't know Nadine. I was complimenting the designer right now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. No, Nadine, I, I just I want to thank you so much for joining us here today. Like just your authenticity and beauty and artistry and generosity, your store all around badassery has been so impressive to me, like inspiring. <laughs> like, I just hope everyone out there listening just knows that, you know, if you have got something in you, that's like, I want to share this passion of mine, whether it's herbs or anything else, but you know, in our world here, we're talking about usually herbs and natural health that you have your way and voice. You know, I had a way of doing it. Tara does and Nadine, they're all different yet. We're all inspiring people out there. And, you know, I welcome everyone out there to, you know, join us in connecting as many people as possible to the herbs. And Nadine, you just, it's, I, I loved your story and thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you. It's an honor, an honor to share. I think one of my my goals when I started this company is to share authentically. Not too many can share the ups and downs of the experience. 
And I wish I had some of that authenticity when I started. And so it's kind of, it's one thing that's really important is to, to share all the good and the bad mm. <laughs> that comes with running a company like this. Thank you. And again, if people want to learn more about you and Peak and Valley, they can find you on peakandvalley.co or on Instagram at peakandvalleyco. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Nadine. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, wait, hold on. Don't go anywhere quite yet, everyone. We have one little final surprise on our mentor radio for you today. Um, and yes, Tara, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not quite off the hook Yeah, We got All a right. surprise. <laughs> and the surprise is Herb Notes. And so you might be asking yourself right now, what is Herb Notes? What yeah, are I'm Herb asking notes? myself, <laughs> yeah. what is Herb Notes? <laughs> Yeah, and an herb note uh, is our basically our new little video and audio series where we share each time each herb note about one herb and three simple ways to use that herb and how to really mm-hmm. start incorporating that herb into your daily routine, into your life, your kitchen, and it's all about just making the herbs a little more, you know, basically becoming friends with a new herb. So let's let's meet our new herb. I'm yes, excited let's make to get a to new herb, them. and I just feel like. This is like a meditation on an herb in a way. I mean, your voice is so calming. Oh, thank um, you. Thank yes. You. And and also, <laughs> um, if you go on the Learning Herbs blog, you can see the video version um, and you can just zone out on, you know, pictures of... Uh, and this particular herb is probably one of the best videos we'll ever make because there's kittens in it. I mean, you, what more could you ask for? Honestly? Yes. So herbs, kittens... Take it away, Tara. (laughs) What better clickbait than that? Okay. (laughs) With that, let's go on to our herb note on catnip. (laughs) Welcome to Herb Notes. I'm Tara Ruth from Learning Herbs. When most people think of catnip, they think of it as that plant that makes our cats get very hyper. But here's the thing. Catnip isn't just for cats. Catnip tea and tincture too offers many healing gifts to us humans as well. Perhaps the most surprising of all is that catnip calms and relaxes humans. Yeah, that's right. The leaves and flowering tops of this plant that hypes up cats is a relaxing sedative for our human nervous systems. Here are three surprising benefits of catnip. One, catnip can promote deep sleep and relaxation. Catnip is a calming sedative that's particularly indicated for anxiety paired with restlessness and irritability. Two, catnip can soothe an upset stomach. With its ability to relieve spasming and cramping, catnip can ease stomachache and flatulence. Three, catnip can help address pain and menstrual cramps. Just as catnip can ease digestive cramping, catnip can also ease muscle tension and cramping in general. It's particularly adept at easing smooth muscle cramping in the intestines and uterus. So, to recap, here are three ways that you can use catnip. One, you can work with catnip to promote deep sleep and relaxation. Two, you can call on catnip to soothe an upset stomach. Three, you can use catnip to help address pain and menstrual cramps. And right now, you may be asking yourself, where can I find catnip? And we love growing our own catnip. Catnip is a fairly easy plant to grow that thrives in small containers and larger beds alike. Plus, catnip tends to require way less water than other mint family plants. Catnip is hardy to zones three through nine and prefers lots of sunshine. 
One of the biggest threats to your thriving catnip plant is, well, neighborhood cats, who have been known to trample catnip plants with delight. Want to learn more about catnip's benefits? Visit herbnotes.cards to grab a free deck of our top 12 herb notes. You'll learn all about common herbs like catnip, yarrow, echinacea, cinnamon, and more. This has been Herb Notes with me, Tara Ruth. Catch you next time. Herb Mentor Radio and Herb Notes are 100% sustainably wildcrafted podcasts written, performed, and produced by Tara Ruth and me, John Gallagher. Sound engineering by Zach Frank. Visit herbmentorradio.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and to find out how you can be part of Herb Mentor, which is a website that you must see to believe. Herb Mentor Radio is a production of learningherbs.com, LLC, all rights reserved. Thank you very, very, very much for listening.